is if you died tomorrow, would you be happy with your contribution in life today? Would you be happy with the risks that you're taking? Would you be happy with what you've created with your life? And if the answer is no, you have to make a change. The future of dentistry belongs to the innovators. Welcome to Innovation in Dentistry. I'm your host, Sean Zayas, and I believe that the future of dentistry is going to be unbelievably great over the next decade and two decades, but the question isn't that. The question is, are you gonna be part of what makes dentistry great? So here I am with my good friend, Allison LeCousier, and I'm just proud of myself. I think I got her name right. Um, Allison, it has been such a joy to know you and to see over the last two years, uh, even just the way that the value that you bring dentistry has evolved. Um, I honor you as an innovator, and I just want to say welcome to the show. Thanks so much for uh, joining me today. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation. And you really did. You crushed my last name. So you should be proud of yourself. So um, I just like saying, like, when when people think about innovation, there's so many different ways you could take this in dentistry. And just to be clear, like, it's not about clinical innovation. It's not even about technological innovation. It's what is it about the mindset and belief sets that get dental professionals and people in the field to all of a sudden have that permission to pioneer that, that permission to like create positive disruption in not that there's anything wrong with being a hygienist or a dentist, but you, you didn't just settle at staying in the op, you know, you, you all of a sudden decided to really step up and bring value. Just how did that happen? Like what, what was it about, um, I don't know, like, was, was your first thing clear line or university or clear line? Like, just tell us a little bit about how you got out of the op um, and started kind of even doing more in dentistry. Yeah. I mean, I think I've always had a very big passion for solving problems or for helping people for sure. And I think that when I see a problem happen once, the solution that I look for is how do I solve this repetitively or how do I solve this consistently or forever? And that served me well in being a dental assistant, moving into being a treatment coordinator. And then at the age of 24, I was asked to be the office manager and I was wholeheartedly unqualified. But I knew that if I had this mindset that I was going to take really good care of people, take really good care of patients and solve problems consistently, that I would grow into it and I would be able to consistently deliver in that role. And that has just been kind of the theme of my life is how do I consistently solve problems in a bigger and bigger way? It's really like being an impact junkie, if you will. And I remember asking my doctor if I could present to my team. I'm like, I have a solution to clear aligner systems. Can I do a presentation when we're at the Greater New York in the hotel room? He's like, oh, yeah, of course you can, you weirdo. <laughs> so I've always wanted to and I've always I just had a passion for teaching. I've always had a passion for thinking of solutions, thinking outside of the box, being creative. And this kind of, I would say it's almost like an anxiety of whenever I'm in a place where I'm like, okay, I've grown out of this. I'm not okay to stay there. I have like a deep sense of discontent to stay somewhere that I know I've expanded out of. And that just consistently happened for me when I was the office manager 
was there for four years and I was like, okay, I'm ready for something different. I'm ready for something new. So that was kind of the evolution of me deciding I wanted to be an entrepreneur, deciding that I wanted to make a bigger impact and really wanting to be on big stages and share my message to inspire and support other people that are still in the op or out of the op um, in dentistry. Now, you just said that contributed to you choosing to be an entrepreneur. Um, I was just going to say right before you said that, that like, I, I view you completely as an entrepreneur. Is that something uh, when it comes to your identity that you always had? Or, or like when you were a young kid, were you like, oh, wow, I, I'm just out of the box. I'm, I'm entrepreneurial and this is just where I'm going to go. Or was it once you got in the marketplace and you, you realized there was this like discontent? Like there, there's more, there, there's more that all of a sudden you realize, wow, I, I think I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. I think I was always an entrepreneur in the businesses and the companies that I worked in. And I think a lot of times people become entrepreneurs because they think that there's a better way. And I think for me, the moment that I realized that no matter how much I loved on my practice, gave to my practice, you know, built a lot of the things inside of it, it wasn't mine. And I didn't get to instill the values that I have, the vision, kind of the mission that I felt was going to make it the most successful. It was not my job to do that. And it allowed me to really think, oh my gosh, I want to do that for myself. And I want to take this energy and this motivation that I have to build other people's companies and put it into my own and see what I can create. And I think that was the first time, but I did come from a family of entrepreneurs. My dad's an entrepreneur my uncle's an entrepreneur and I got to see their shift from being in corporate into being an entrepreneur and what that did for their lifestyle, what that did for their passion, how excited it was for them. Um, I saw the struggle as well. So I, I, I've seen the journey and I was excited to do it for myself. Now, I think that's, I don't want to say that's fairly uncommon, that desire for autonomy um, and kind of just everything you described like a lot of people would love to be where you're at today, being able to be on stage, being able to be like, you know, internationally, you're leading, um, you know, there, I, I just sense there's so much fulfillment in what you're doing. Um, but that simple desire to want to step forward and to want to do it is still very different than actually doing it. And yeah. along the way in that journey, there must have been some some obstacles or some challenges or some struggles I would love to know if you ever identified either a mindset or a belief set that you had to overcome uh, in the midst of you getting to where you're at today. Oh my gosh, how many? <laughs> there are so many. <laughs> um, I, I sometimes tell people that entrepreneurship strips you naked. Like it, it shows all of your weaknesses. It shows all of your fears. It shows all of your insecurities because at in these moments, you just have to bet on yourself and you have to trust yourself and you have to believe in yourself in order for you to know that it's going to be okay and that this is possible. And I don't know why, Sean, this is something that's very weird about me, but I'm going to share it with you. I don't know why I thought this from a very young age and it just consistently, it stayed with me. And I remember driving home from my dental office to my house in Bermuda. I lived there and I, I used to think and ask myself this every single day is if you died tomorrow, would you be happy with your contribution in life today? Would you be happy with the risks that you're taking? Would you be happy with what you've created with your life? And if the answer is no, you have to make a change. And I- Wait, 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 wait. Was, how, how old were you? 
I was 27. Wow. I was 27. And I, you know, I, I the answer was no for a period of time. It wasn't like, okay, the answer is no tomorrow. I'm going to make a change. I knew I wanted to make a change and it was hard. It's not easy to go from what you know, your known world to your unknown. And it's not easy to have your comfort and then go into discomfort. It's not, but it's necessary. It's so necessary because if you have an expectation for your life, if you believe in yourself, if you want big things, if you want to make a big impact, you can't stay in a place that you've outgrown. It's impossible for you to be fulfilled. And so as I would ask myself that, I'm like, no, Allison, the answer is no. You have to make a change. And eventually I did. And eventually it was amazing. But yes, I would say that was the first mindset shift was like, you know that you've outgrown where you are and you're staying here. What are you like, what are you going to do to change this? And, you know, it did, it took some time for me to really understand what I wanted to do next and then make that shift. But that was the first shift for me into entrepreneurship, but I'll never forget thinking that. And I think I will still think that if any point in my entrepreneurship journey, if I've outgrown the places I've been, you have to make a change. Okay. I'm just trying to process because you just dropped so much. Um, I know there's one thing you say, and it's that it's about what we're humans first, or it's about our humanity, then mm -hmm. us as professionals. And it's really refreshing for me to see in a human way that what has terrified me in business scares you too. Like you're not just some robot. <laughs> um, because I feel like sometimes there's people that are wired a little different. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with Alex Honnold, um, the free solo guy that mm. uh, free soloed El Cap in, in Yosemite without a rope. Like he literally, it's like 2000 feet, no rope. And there's something I, I think genuinely about the way he perceives risk <laughs> that might be different than other people. Um, and I feel like that sometimes about like almost like Gary V. You just feel like there's like this, he's wired to be this like entrepreneurial hustler. And sometimes I feel like the playing field's different for him than it is for me because I, there's other things, I, more obstacles I have to overcome. So for you to say that idea of entrepreneurship kind of strips us naked, that, that's like complete vulnerability, mm -hmm. complete like, oh my gosh, am I, am I enough when I'm bare? When, mm -hmm. when all of a sudden the market sees me and they're looking to me to lead or step up and do something, like, I love that that's the way you described that. So um, I think that's very, very encouraging <laughs> um, mm -hmm. to get to what you were saying about, you know, your, your, your saying of like, would you be fulfilled or, or I don't know the specifics, but that reminds me, I actually love talking about the power of regret in the best sense possible. I always think like, am I going to have more regret at the end of the day with the things I did and might've made me look foolish or I didn't execute perfectly? Or on the things I didn't do because I played it safe. I was timid. I was nervous. I couldn't control the outcome. And therefore, I did nothing. I'm going to have way more regret over those things. Like maybe I could have been brighter. Maybe my impact could have been more. Mm -hmm. and, and that's kind of what it reminds me of when you say that. Like, am I going to be okay at the end of my life if, if all of a sudden, what is it, if I died tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like at the end of the day, no. So, so I love that. I feel like for dental professionals, Allison, the concept of struggling with like risk and embracing that tension of it might fail. How is that something you grappled with in this journey? I just really, 
I really adopted the mindset that the only way that I would fail would be if I gave up. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm going to learn and I'm going to learn fast. I'm going to learn quick. I am going to make mistakes. I will guarantee I'll make mistakes. But if I move myself forward with absolute positive intentions to serve my clients or anyone that I am working with, my audience with the utmost quality and I don't give up, then I'll be successful because I know I bring value and I know I help and I know that what I have to bring to the world is important and it's going to it's going to help a lot of people and if I have that consistency of bring the value and don't give up, then I'm going to be successful. And I just really adopted that mindset. And it's not to say that I wasn't scared or that I, you know, was super confident just walking in. I'm like, I know I'm going to be successful. Everything's going to be fine. I was like, no, I just have to believe that I will be successful if I do the right thing and if I work hard and if I take great care of people. Wow. Okay. So tell me a time when it was like one of those like, oh shit moments. Like I, I'm, it's either like, um, I don't know if I am capable enough or maybe it was just some sort of rock bottom where things got scary or dark because like you didn't give up. You're here. You're still making an impact. You're growing in the way that you're making an impact. So I imagine whatever dark night of the soul that would have been, you overcame it. Tell us how, because I feel like a lot of dental professionals would love to step out, but they, they almost think like, what if this worst case scenario happens? Mm-hmm. And it's like most of the people that I end up interviewing get back up. They find a way. So I'm curious, mm-hmm. when when did that happen in your story? I mean, I could I could tell you probably like 15 or 20 times in the last three years where I was like, oh, wow, I don't know what to do right now. Or I'm not sure how to navigate this. And kind of similar to what you were talking about with these other entrepreneurs, where when the first time that it happened, I was like panicked. I was full blown, like not sleeping, completely panicked. But the more we go through this like high pressure, high stress stakes, the the more confident we get with it, the easier we can move through it. And so I would probably say um, the one that really kind of stuck out to me was like, you need to really make a change was <clears throat> last summer I was on like a speaking tour. Like I wasn't in the same place for more than like a week and I was really tired and I, I could feel myself being really, really tired. And I was like, just push through it. Just keep going. You can do this. And I could sense that there was something just a bit different about this tiredness. Like I was, I was pretty burnt out and I didn't want to admit it and I didn't want to face it. And I ended up, um, making some choices to book an entire month off and like really sit. And my coach was like, Allison, like you have to acknowledge this. You need to face it and understand like, why? are you so tired? Why are you pushing yourself so hard? Um, you know, this is not sustainable. And so I actually took the whole month to like deep dive into like my own mind and like understand like, why am I operating in this way and really take some time to rest. And I think that's something as an entrepreneur or somebody that's really motivated or really excited about what they're doing. It's like your motivation can be your biggest downfall because again, we're humans first, we're professionals second. And when I wasn't, you know, listening to the thing that I'm teaching of my humanity first and, you know, needing to rest, needing time off, needing to just like unplug, then it it did, it caught up with me. And something that I really, I I can't operate in this way. And I'm sure you're the same is like, 
out of integrity to me feels like when I'm coaching my clients and I'm telling them to do one thing and I'm doing the complete opposite, I can't live like that. I, I, I can do it for a little bit of time and then I'm like, Allison, this is not it. This is not who you are. And so being out of integrity, I think, causes burnout. Um, not prioritizing your life causes burnout, but um, it really was a moment where I was like, you have to make some changes and you have to like make some different priorities. And, you know, it was hard. It's, there's a lot of ego involved in it too, I think, where um, you don't, you don't want to admit it that you're like, I'm not invincible. Um, but that was one of the moments where I was like, kind of like ashamed and guilty and feeling just, how did you get yourself to this point? You talk about well-being and wellness all the time. This is a foundational value of your company. And I found myself burnt out. And so that was one of the moments where I really had to like forgive myself and then find strategies to move forward in a better way and take better care of myself and prioritize different things and really like get honest, I think, with myself and others about what I was going through. So I think that was one of the, the hardest times for me. Um, was just, just a little bit of like looking in the mirror and being like, okay, this isn't it for you. You got to make some changes. I mean, that takes some incredible courage to be able to pump the brakes, to be able to slow things down and realize like to see the signs of like, I'm kind of headed for burnout. Mm -hmm. Um, but that also must've been like, you're saying like shocking because you're like, man, I, I kind of, I feel like I should know better. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um. So, what would what would be like one of the the caution flags that's for Allison heading toward burnout? What's one of the things that you now can sense? Anytime I'm not really excited about my day, like I normal <clears throat> rested well everyday Allison is so excited about the work that I'm doing and the mission that I'm serving and speaking to my clients. Like I wake up at 5.30 in the morning like without my alarm because I'm excited to start my day. That's regular me. And anytime I have to be like, okay, got to get started on your day. That's the first sign for me is like my lack of excitement and enthusiasm for my everyday. And as soon as that happens, I'm like, hmm, what's going on here? Like, you need to have a weekend off. You need to rest. It's time to slow down. So that's my first warning sign. That is such a picture of fulfillment to any of our listeners that you wake up at 5.30 without an alarm most of the time because you are so excited to be able to do what you do. Like you've aligned your life in such a way that who you are, the message that you carry, the way you see the world and the impact you want to make is aligned with what you actually do every day. Like, Hats off to you, Allison. Like that is so easy to honor. And I just want to take the time to honor you in that. And it, it's such an inspiring and encouraging thing for our listeners to be like, hey, if I'm not in that place right now, this is a recipe. Like ask yourself that question. If if you're not happy right now and you're not connected to your impact, then mm -hmm. something has to change. And I love you even said something that shows a lot of humility. You're a coach. And yet you said that when you were talking to your coach, like you absolutely believe it. <laughs> like you believe it enough that you get coaching. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. Every coach needs a coach. Like we need, we need our own support system. We need our own kind of mirror to hold us against our like limiting beliefs. And if somebody ever says that they don't have limiting beliefs, they don't have self-doubt, they don't have 
a lack of confidence, it means that they're not expanding big enough. So if we're if we're not afraid of our goals, if we're not scared of where we're going, then we're not dreaming big enough. It's meant to be a little bit scary, a little bit like white knuckling. And that means that you're on the right track. And so if you have goals and you're not a little bit scared of them, then you're, you can expand, you can make some bigger goals and then have a coach to help you remember that you can do this. So hundred percent, I will always have a coach. So I love your perspective. Um, a, because like I said, you are an innovator in what you're doing. So I love your personal struggle. I love your personal journey, but at the same exact time, because you're connected to clients and individuals in dentistry that are doing great things, you also have a perspective on dental professionals and where they might have mindset challenges, uh, like you said, limiting beliefs. So I'm curious, um, what do you think is one of those beliefs or mindsets that you feel like, um, I don't know, would be a hindrance either to innovation or a hindrance to, to them really getting to pioneer in a positive way? Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is such a good question. And it's something that I have in my own pursuit of entrepreneurship, in my own pursuit of the life that I'm building and the vision that I have. Um, it's been this kind of questioning of myself of like, what, what does that big, bright future look like? What is, what are you capable of? And it takes you really like kind of expanding outside of the who that you are today in order for you to see it, because we can't really see the self that we're creating in the future. We can only imagine it. And the, the one thing that I see in every single dental professional, every single person that I've ever coached on the pursuit of their dreams, one thing that gets in their way the most is worthiness, is feeling worthy of that vision for the future that they have, feeling worthy of it can be me to in innovate. It can be me to change the industry. It can be me to make a big disruptive change in our world. And a lot of people don't feel that they're good enough for that, or that it, it could be someone else. Why, why, how could it be me? And it's that, like, I've really spent a lot of time thinking about this because it's something that I coach on a lot. It's like feeling worthy of everything that you want to bring forward into the world and, and know that it, it, of course it's you. Of course it's you. It's not why is it me? It's of course it's me. And that, you know, that shift and understanding like the way to feel worthy of whatever you want to bring into the world, into the industry is the key to feeling that consistent confidence and that consistent ability to say yes when you're scared or that that ability to just step out on stage when you you're not sure if you're ready or to speak up in a meeting or in a in a moment where you might not be 100% sure of yourself it's feeling worthy of this mission that you have for yourself okay like i'm sorry i just love what you just said like it got my brain going so much because um one of the things i like to 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 share is that like oftentimes people can't start believing if they first can't see something or conceive of it. Like, I know that might sound basic, but it's like mm -hmm. when someone listens to your story, they go, wait, wait a second. Allison went from being an assistant to all of a sudden, you know, be then an office manager. And then all of a sudden, huh, realizing that there was more. And now she takes the stage and now she's, she's a coach and, and she does all these different things. Like, huh, now, because you're painting this picture of what is possible, someone goes, like, why not me? And that's where they run into the worthiness thing. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about your story is that you're not, okay, you're skilled 
and you have giftings, but you're not superhuman, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're connected to the humanity that we all share. Mm -hmm. And and my vision of the future is that dentistry is only going to continue to be better when everybody like links arms and almost takes the space that only they can occupy. I'm not threatened by other people's strengths. Like I, when you shine and when you come up with something, it's like all you're doing is creating value in the industry that now all of a sudden it's like, huh, maybe, maybe I meet someone through one of your events, you know, um, partnership opportunities come up simply because people are in motion. They're doing things. And I think there's some people probably right now that have potential, but because they're not doing anything, there's no bold action. There's no visibility. We don't know who they are. We yeah. can't even, we can't tell their story. We can't applaud them for the contribution they could be making because they're waiting for that. And I, I think of it just like when you're having kids, no one's ready to have kids. <laughs> like, oh, are you ready to have this disruptive being show up in your life and let you know everything you're doing is wrong? No one's ready for that. But to just kind of lean into the, the fact that we don't, I don't know, we can't, we can't control it. Um, there's no guarantees that Allison, that you arrived, would arrive where you are today. No. And yet you continue to just get up and say, I'm going to make it happen. Like, I love that idea also, like being the change you want to see. Mm -hmm. You know, if you see, pro like you said, you love solving problems. So how much of that problem solution oriented way has led you to create, um, the programs that you've created? Oh my gosh. They're a hundred percent the reason for them. And I think that many entrepreneurs or coaches or speakers have a passion because they have seen something or they felt in their own way like pain. And in dentistry, there's a lot of pain for dental team members, dentists, like there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of, you know, difficulty. And I think that if you can build a company, a product, innovate, that is going to mass solve one of those stresses or one of those problems or relieve some of that pain, that's how you're going to be successful because people need that. Like the dental industry needs it. And I think it's just kind of attaching it to what you feel the most passionate about. I say this all the time, especially lately, um, is that you can't escape alignment. So we all know when we're in alignment with ourselves, with the things that matter the most to us or when we're not. Some of us are a little bit more conscious, a little bit more aware of it than others. But whenever you're not feeling good about you, your life, yourself, where you are, if you wake up and you feel like demotivated, discontent, just these like gross feelings that keep you like in a lower level of energy, you're not in alignment. If you're feeling excited, expansive, motivated, you have more energy than you've ever had, that's when you are in alignment. And I don't think you can escape your alignment for long. And it, if you do, it comes at a consequence. And so I say this to say like for anyone that is maybe worried or doesn't feel like they're you know, ready or capable or good enough or could do it and they have a dream or something on their heart, you can't escape it. It's going to come for you. You're going to need to step into it. It's just a matter of like, how much fun are you going to have doing it? How hard are you going to be on yourself as you're going through it? Or how much time is it going to take for you to finally take that leap? And it gets to be more fun than I think we allow ourselves to believe. Like, yes, entrepreneurship is stressful. Yes, it is hard. Yes, you learn like trial by fire, but it can be really fun and really rewarding if we allow it to be. And the way that we do that is we 
get in alignment with like who we are, what matters to us, what problems do we want to solve? You know, what life do we want to build for ourselves? And the more you do that and the faster you do it, I truly think the more successful you'll be. Okay. Again, that just as you're speaking, I'm like seeing all these things, like, um, like here you're talking about like in the marketplace, you follow the pain, right? Well, like, you know, to come up with an idea and to come up with value. But I was also thinking of like, there you are, you're saying like, when you're out of alignment, your body, like you, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like, you could even follow the pain there. Cause there's all these signals there's called resentment and bitterness, right? Yeah. Like that's how, you know, you're not in alignment because start following those excuses of like, well, I, I would be able to do this if only be able to do what? Well, you know, um, speak what's, what's causing you not to be able to speak, mm -hmm. you know, because if you don't get to express who you are and kind of serve with your gifting, I 100% also, yeah, believe like trying to bottle that up, it's going to cause all sorts of unhealthy symptoms. <laughs> yeah. It is. It comes out in so many different ways. I think it, it just like is, it's an, all the things that are not going well in your life. That's how it kind of comes out with, I think. And that's where like the remembering our mortality really gives you some urgency and some context. Like if you died tomorrow, would you be happy with your contribution today? And like, maybe that's not something everyone wants to think about, but I don't think about it in a morbid or scary way. It's just remember life is precious. Remember, we don't have, we don't know how much time we have. Remember that time moves faster than we think. And remember that at, at the end of this, what's really going to matter to you. And if we're not working on that every single day, then what are we doing? Why are we doing this? And I think it's that there's, um, it's the saying like memento mori, remember death. And it, it gives us this very clear context of what's important. And the thing that I used to get frustrated by is that people would wait until something really bad happened in their life or someone passed away, or there was a moment, a critical moment that they're like, okay, now I will change, change today, change now. Like you can do anything you want today and start moving towards the life that you want. You don't have to wait until something bad happens. I, we're going to have to start charging like, <laughs> for this because you're, you're just bringing so much life to anyone that's on that precipice and all of a sudden is thinking like, if I jump, is it going to be okay? And I feel like you're just like pushing them, like, just do it. Like, you're not going to regret it. <laughs> yeah. Like the really, like we said, the only regret is in not doing it. Is in waiting another 12 months because of whatever comfort, they're false comforts, really. Whatever false comforts we've come to embrace that makes us feel okay about where we are when we know like there's still dreams that are deep down there. And I love, that's what you're doing. You're following your dreams. Okay. So in the spirit of honor, who would be someone either that you would like to honor that has been either a mentor to you or that you see as an innovator in the industry? Oh, that's so good. Honestly, I have to say that I have been so lucky to have I want to say almost hundreds of amazing, amazing, specifically women in dentistry that have just pushed me up. Um, I, I'm going to go with Vanessa Emerson um, because I just recently got to see her again and she was one of the very first people that I spoke to about what my dream was, what I wanted to do. And she has just been unwavering and so like overwhelming in the love that she has given to me and the connection she's made for me and the belief that she has in me. And every time I get on a call with her, 
And I'm telling her, Vanessa, these are my new ideas. This is where I want to go. She's like, go get it, girl. Like she is so, so supportive. And she's just this ball of love. Like anyone that knows Vanessa Emerson, she is a ball of love. So I would say she has been a huge light for me in the industry and has just elevated me in so many ways that, you know, as you're going through this, you can never expect what's going to happen. You can never say, this is my strategy and this is my plan, which is why you should start today because you just have to have the vision and start working towards it and things will start to fall into place. But Vanessa Emerson really did um, make some things happen for me that I just, you know, I could never have imagined would have happened. So definitely want to honor her. And that's another like key that you just gave though. Like you haven't been at it alone. Like that's what's amazing. I think even within, you know, dentistry with what Vanessa's doing with like what Ann Duffy's doing with do like, especially for women, there is such a beautiful community mm-hmm. of like, Hey, together we're stronger and yeah, we're not wanting you to do our thing. You, you go be you, but we're here cheering for you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's this whole idea of, Oh man, and it's, it's going to be this lonely thing. It's like, well, yeah, yeah. There's times of entrepreneurship that you feel alone and it's lonely but you don't have to do it alone. No. You know, there's so many other great people that have an answer for maybe an area that you're struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, you just inspire me like crazy, Allison. What is it that you're doing now or you want to bring attention to uh, to our listeners? Thank you. I appreciate you so much. I, in the last year, have started a kind of initiative on worthiness for women specifically, because as I've been in the industry now and I've coached hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women, I just continue, continue to see this through line. And, you know, I needed somebody to help me with my own sense of self-worth, my own kind of like belief in myself and all the expansions that I want to create. And I always will. And now as I've kind of continued to like climb this this path towards where I'm going, I, I want to look back and, and help others do the same thing. And I want to support women in dentistry to really feel the worthiness that they deserve to do anything that they want. Because when you have that self-worth and you have that belief in yourself and you choose yourself, it really is amazing what you can do in the world. And so I started a um, mastermind called Clearly Worthy you know, like just a play on my coaching, clearly IG. That's good. That's that's like, that's high level branding right there. Great job. Yeah. It's on brand and it's a mastermind for women who want to make big shifts, who want to, you know, step into or outside of their roles, who want to feel more confident than they ever have to really just become the person that they want to be um, through a a sustainable way of feeling worthy of whatever it is that they want. So that's what I'm really excited to work on now. Um, I have some really exciting things coming down the pipeline with it. And it's, again, it's like as we grow as entrepreneurs, we realize like our impact needs to align more and more and more. And for me, it's just like, how can I make a bigger impact in the ways that I feel the most passionate? And this was you know, the thing that gets me out of bed at 5 a.m. to be excited to do. Yeah, I mean, that that is amazing. Um, I could, yeah, again, like I can see so many things coming from that, you know, and I'm sure you've already thought of them, so I'm not going to give any spoilers, <laughs> but there's, there's a lot you can do with that. Um, so when it comes to someone like coming to you and saying, hey, like I want to be coached or, you know, I'd like a, to elevate and go to the next level, are there certain things 
in people that come to you that you can tell like, okay, this person is a good fit because I'm hearing certain things versus like, I don't know if this person is ready or, or do you work with anybody? Like, meaning are, are there some people that you can just tell, I don't know, aren't, aren't ready to level up? Like, yeah, I think that anybody that wants to level up with no risk isn't ready. Like there has to be some oh, skin in the game. That's good. <laughs> yeah. There has to be something that you're either investing or letting go of or like making some kind of leap to commit to it. Otherwise, it's it's not really – you're kind of just playing. You're like dabbling. And it, it's not necessarily that you have to burn the ships and, or, and you know, make it all happen towards your vision. I don't think you have to do that. That's a, that's a bit too stressful. But I think that there has to be a level of risk that you're willing to to take if you're ready to level up. Oh, I think that's spot on. Um, so I know you to be a very curious person that loves learning. Um, what would be a book that you would recommend to anyone that's either, again, wanting to level up their mindset um, or dabble more in the entrepreneurial space? Just, mm-hmm. just some book that you've read in the last year or two that's your go-to. So a book that I read every year, it's like one, a book that I want to always remind myself of the principles of it is Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's something that I give away all the time in my workshops because it allows you to take something really big and scary and then actually just break it down into small steps like habits daily that you're doing that allow you to really optimize yourself and the world that you're living in. So Atomic Habits is a big one. And then I would say to um, The Great Leap um, by Gay Hendricks, it shows you just like very in a very beautiful way that we have this almost ceiling that we put over ourselves. And as soon as we're almost close to hitting that ceiling, we'll do something to kind of like self-sabotage or push ourselves back down into our comfort zone. So it's a really good one, um, The Great Leap. And then the third one I would say would be Mindset by Carol Dweck. And that's the one that like helped me really realize, oh, wow, we can't fail. We can only learn. We can only grow. And we we can have a mindset that's so resilient and robust that no matter what we face, like how is this for me instead of why is this happening to me? Okay. So are you doing something right now that scares you? Yes, I am. So, okay. Is it something that you're able to share or is it like uh, it's coming down the road? Yeah, I can share a part of it, I think. So I'm making kind of a shift, not kind of, I'm making a shift within my organization to focus more on the things that I'm really, really excited to make an impact on. And I'm saying no to opportunities that are coming to me that used to be like truly a year ago were great opportunities for me. And now they're, they're not great anymore. They're good, but they're not great. And that, you know, it scares me because only a year ago, this is exactly what I wanted. And then now as I'm evolving and growing, it's not what I want anymore. And I'm wanting a different or bigger or more impactful opportunities. And so I would say right now there's a shift going on within clear coaching that's pivoting to make bigger impacts in the industry in ways that I'm learning really matter to me more. And I think it's just anytime you're in a position of like redefining, re-exploring, um, pivoting, it's, it can be a little bit scary. You have to, again, choose yourself, believe that it's possible. It's the same thing that you're going to go through again and again in your life. And so it somehow gets easier and harder at the same time. You know, so I, I, I think you probably already said it, but so what is the, what is the one thing that was nagging at you, um, that stopped you? And maybe this is when you're like, you know, 
in your late teens or early twenties? Like, meaning, was it a belief set or was it a mindset? Cause I know you ended up sharing the whole, like, um, I'm not in alignment and I need to change if I'm not feeling good, but I'm just saying when it comes to like, was it self-sabotage, um, for you, was it worthiness ever? I think it was, it was worthiness of like, it's the kind of like, why not me? You know, if I, I have this big dream and this big goal and I can see it, but I'm like, oh my gosh, can I do it? Like, can I do that? And the belief that, you know, I've continuously had to adopt with, you know, my dreams getting bigger, my goals getting bigger is not, it's, it's the same. It's like, why not me? Why can't I? Of course I can. And it's just that kind of belief as you continue to grow, you you sometimes are like, well, can I? Like, am I able of making that big change or that big, you know, move in the industry? And I think that's that's really the the thing that I continue to teach myself and hone in on is like, of course it's me. Why not me? That's amazing. Okay, so someone wants to work with you. They're like, oh my gosh, Allison's amazing. I'm super inspired by this. How do I follow her, reach out to her, get more information? Where do they go? Yeah, I mean, go to my Instagram. It's Allison LaCousier. Um, my dental Instagram is your clear aligner coach. And you DM me and I will 100% respond. Or if you're an email type of person, you can email me at allison at yourclearalinercoach.com. Okay. So before we close, here's the, here's the question. Uh, I'm not super creative. Like I just keep asking the same question to everyone in close, but I just love it. So here you are. I'm not going to say what your age is today. Cause I don't know what it is, but, um, let's go back. I don't know to Allison when she was 20 or 18 and you're walking down the street and you see her and you have <laughs> the briefest moment to share one sentiment with her. What do you share? dream bigger because it's all possible. Okay. I just love that for all the listeners here, like Allison has nonstop, just continue to share. Why not you keep going, start earlier, dream bigger, believe like be the change you want to be. Allison, it has been an honor. Thank you so much for letting me interview you and just find out a little bit more about the way you think and the way you see the world and just to hear more about the difference that you're making in dentistry. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was amazing. You're an amazing host. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening and be sure to follow. So you never miss an episode to learn more about what's going on in dentistry. Check out innovation in dentistry.com.